Welcome to the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast. My name is Holly Samuel, and I am a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, and master of health education with a focus in eating disorders, and I am your host today. In this podcast, we talk all things nutrition for runners, improving your relationship with food and exercise, and becoming a lifelong injury-proof runner. Now let's get into the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the special series that I'm doing on the Fit Cookie Nutrition Podcast, which is fall race season series. So we're going to be talking about tips for your first half or full marathon this fall if you are in that boat some mindset tricks for your race, whether you're a beginner or not. And in today's episode, we're going to chat all about my favorite gear for runners and what I like to use in my races, what my clients like to use, and what seems to work the best for everybody. And we'll also have a couple of um, fuel recommendations as well. But first, let me thank our sponsor for this episode, which is probably my most favorite running gear product, which is my Koala Clip. So thank you, Koala Clip, so much for sponsoring today's show. Um, Koala Clip, if you haven't heard of them, is basically the best way to carry your phone while running. You can also carry your keys or credit card with it. It's essentially a water-resistant pouch that you put your phone or your credit card keys, whatever it is you want to carry in, you zip it up so it's nice and safe and stays dry. And it has a magnetic clip that you essentially use to clip the Koala Clip to the back of your sports bra. So you kind of put the pouch with the contents inside between your sports bra, um, like racer back and your back and the clip keeps it secure to the piece of clothing. And you guys, it does not move. Like I swear you forget it's there. It is amazing. And been using it probably for the past three or four years. And I will never, ever go back to another method of carrying my phone because Koala Clip makes it so easy. I've also run with this like in absolute torrential downpours and in the hottest, like hottest and sweatiest days of the season. And everything within the Koala Clip stays bone dry. I mean, it is dry in there. So your phone is safe and sound with the Koala Clip. So if you are looking to try out the Koala Clip, they're super economical guys and they last for a really long time. You can just throw them in the wash when they're dirty and reuse. I want you to head to the link in the show notes and you can use code FITCOOKIE10 for 10% off your order. So thanks Koala Clip for sponsoring today's episode and let's get into the best running gear for runners. All right. So we're going to go by category essentially to get through this list. And if you have any questions about any of these things, please feel free to reach out and I can give you a link or a visual, um, you know, because you're probably listening to this while you're running or driving or not, you know, able to Google things on your phone. Um, So essentially, you know, to start with like things to carry your fuel, your phone, Obviously, Koala Clip is my absolute favorite. That's what I personally have been using for several years to carry my phone or anything else that I need that I'm comfortable keeping on my back. Um, I also have used like a spy belt or flip belt before to carry fuel, to carry keys. Um, You can use them to carry your phone as well. 
Um, I've moved away from belts more recently just because I don't love anything squeezing my hips when I'm trying to run. And I find that with my stride, sometimes it tends to move upwards. Um, so it kind of depends on the person and your body type on if these belts are going to work for you or not, but they are a great option. And in addition to how I like to carry my fuel, um, I personally really like to purchase like running shorts that essentially have pockets <laughs> on the sides, um, especially for fuel, um, pants as well. If we're talking about winter running or cooler weather, my favorite brands to get shorts with like side pockets are from old Navy. Um, their active wear guys is pretty great. Like they have, um, like bike shorts that have pockets on the sides that, don't move and they're long enough where you're not going to chafe as bad on the thighs, um, which we'll talk about a little bit later. I also really like the, I think it's Ol- Olka, which is um, O-A-L-K-A on Amazon. <clears throat> they have really great spandex shorts that are, again, on the longer side um, to prevent chafing that have pockets on the side. Those are probably my favorites. That's what I plan to do all my races in for the next couple of months because I really, really love these and they just, they don't move. They're comfortable. They're flattering. They have a higher waistband, which kind of keeps my low back warm too, which I like on some of these cooler mornings. And I got those on Amazon. They're pretty reasonably priced as well. Um, I also really like the Run and Rabbit brand. They have a lot of great shorts with pockets and shirts with pockets as well. And Athleta is another favorite of mine. They make so many comfortable clothes. They pretty much include pockets with most of their shorts or pants. I wore a pair of their bike shorts that contained pockets on each side for the Chicago Marathon, which was the last uh, formal race that I did in person in 2019. And I... The best clothes are the ones that you just don't even realize are there (laughs) when you're running. And that's how I felt about pretty much everything I've ever bought from Athleta and worn on the run. I think I also wore one of their crop like sports bras um, on top and just didn't even know it was there. I also like to wear arm sleeves when I race so that, you know, typically the start line of some of these fall races, they're pretty cool sometimes. So I like to put arm sleeves on so that my arms are nice and cold. But when I warm up from, you know, running my race pace, or if the sun comes out and it warms everything up, you can kind of just fold them down, um, instead of having to try and take a layer off, which can be challenging or like, you know, losing a piece of clothing that you didn't really want to part with yet. Um, so I really like arm sleeves, which I've just purchased like the Nike golf ones from Dick Sporting Goods, but I know Rabbit also makes um, arm sleeves as well, along with some other running brands. Now let's get into more like handheld water bottle and hydration type devices where you can also store some things. A lot of them do have pockets. Um, My favorite water bottle is my Nathan handheld water bottle. It has like a handheld um, strap on it that basically you just put your hand between the strap and the water bottle and you don't even really have to put any effort into holding the bottle that way, which I really love. Um, I personally too, like I like to have a bigger water bottle just so that I don't have to fill it up as often. Um, And the Nathan one that I have is a 20 ounce water bottle, which I recommend to most of my clients to get a handheld bottle that's at least 16 ounces or greater. Some of the 12 ounces, they can be okay if you just want to, you know, maybe go out for a short period of time and you just need a little bit of water. But I know for a lot of people, um, you know, if we're kind of getting to the point where we're carrying water, It means you're probably running longer and you probably need more than 12 ounces of water. (laughs) Um, 
So aiming for at least a 16 or above, I really love my 20 ouncer that is by Nathan that I just got at Dick Sporting Goods um, a lot. And it also has a cool little pocket where I store a lot of my fuel. Um, I am actually planning to carry my fluids for my next marathon. Um, I've been told that the aid stations are good at the marathon that I'm doing, but sometimes they do run short on supplies um, just because it is a smaller race. And I, my worst fear is like being stuck somewhere without water or not having water when I need it um, because staying on top of hydration is super important for running long distances. Once you get behind on it, it's really hard to catch up. So that's something I'm planning to actually use for my next race. Um, as far as if you need additional fluids, I also have a camelback that I absolutely love. Um, I know a lot of my clients and a couple of friends have the Nathan running vests as well um, and do really like using these for their hydration. Um, what I will say, I my camelback, um, I'm not even sure what line it is, but no matter what hydration vest you choose to maybe purchase, if you're like, I definitely want like a liter to two liters of water and I want that bladder or I want, um, you know, multiple pockets for several water bottles, um, whatever vest you end up going with for those purposes, I would say try it out first, like wear it on a run, borrow a friend's if you want to, um, and take it for a trial run. Cause the key with a vest is that you don't want it to move <laughs> when you're running. Um, that's what tends to drive people really crazy <laughs> about vests is that some of them are too big or they'll move. Um, they do make certain hydration vests that are specifically cut for like, you know, smaller frame size, like, you know, certain smaller females or smaller guys. Um, so I would really say like shop around and try things before you buy them or before you throw the receipt out. Um, most vests will allow you to do that, assuming you don't obviously get it super dirty <laughs> or sweaty. Um, but I think that's really key to prevent chafing. Um, so your hydration vest, you know, that can carry a ton of water. It's also a good way for you to be able to carry a separate bottle on you that just has electrolytes um, so that you can keep plain water separate from your electrolytes. I never go hiking or do any kind of long effort without my hydration vest. I absolutely love having it. Sometimes I have a complex about wearing it because it's just, you know, it's you're carrying more. But once I'm wearing it, I'm always like, oh, gosh, this is so nice. Like my hands are free. I can put my phone in this pocket. I can take like extra socks or body glide if I need it, extra fuel. And they are so, so convenient. Um, so highly recommend getting yourself one of those if you're in this for the long run, pun intended. Next, another item I wanted to mention is headphones. So I have used so many different kinds of headphones. Um, I've used like, you know, the Apple ones that always fall out of your ears. I've tried AirPods before. Those did not work for me at all. When I am carrying my phone on me with my Koala Clip and it's on my back um, and I still want to play a podcast or music and have power over the volume control or if I want to skip to the next track, um, that was really important for me to have on my headphones. Um, and then once they started making wireless ones, definitely wanted that as well because that's easier when you're keeping you know, your phone on your back. Um, also needed to be water resistant and you know, not move or fall out of my ears, which I don't know. A lot of earbuds for me tended to fall <laughs> out of my ears. I don't know if it's just the way that they're shaped, but what I eventually came across and fell kind of into my lap was aftershocks. 
And again, this is not sponsored by Aftershocks in any way. Um, but they did send me a pair of free headphones um, about a year ago because I was doing a different um, special with, you know, a couple of my clients and they just, again, wanted me to try their headphones. And I totally, totally fell in love with these. I still have the pair that they sent me over a year ago. They're amazing. I'm never going back (laughs) to any other kinds of headphones because what I love about Aftershocks is they're not sitting in your ear, but they sit around your ear and they use like a bone conduction technology, which sounds really scary. Um, But all it's doing is essentially, you know, allowing you to hear your surroundings and also hear whatever it is you're playing through the headphones. And there is volume control. You can skip to the next track, all that good stuff. So they're really awesome. I've worn them for hours at a time and I forget that they're there. Um, And yeah, I'll never go back to other headphones. So wanted to pop in as well and talk about headphones since I have used a lot of different ones. Another pair that I did used to use that I do still like and will use if I have to, um, they're the Beats, um, or not the Beats, but they're the Plantronics um, wireless headphones that I used to buy off of Amazon. Um, Pretty inexpensive. They probably lasted me about nine to 12 months, Um, but they were a solid headphone and they worked really well and lasted a decent amount of time. So I wanted to pop in and chat about headphones since if you're listening to a podcast right now, chances are you're probably (laughs) interested in a listening device of some sort. Next on the list, we're going to talk about glasses. Um, So sunglasses, these are so, so, so key to have. Um, And again, you guys, like these brand call outs, like the only like company sponsoring this episode is Koala Clip. So, and I, I've been using them for years. It's my favorite um, product. So that's why I reached out to them first and foremost, but these other um, brand shout outs, I mean, I truly just like them. I don't have any discount codes or affiliations with them or anything to really offer you other than that. I love them and you should give them a try if you're in the market for something different. But my favorite sunglasses to run in ever um, are Gooders. So I probably got my first pair of Gooders, which was the yellow walking on sunshines. Oh gosh, like three years ago. Um, and just have never, ever run in anything else. Um, I used to run in like my Ray-Ban like aviators that like I always get hand-me-downs from my dad because he's a pilot and collects <laughs> sunglasses that are not polarized because you can't wear polarized sunglasses if you're a pilot. <laughs> um, otherwise, you can't see your instruments. So I had always been running in these like clunky, like non-polarized aviators, which I absolutely love wearing just, you know, walking around. But running was terrible in them. And I was like, how do people like, what am I supposed to do for sunglasses? So when I came across Gooders, I was like, these are $25, you know, to $35. They're cheap, which I love. Cause if they fall, like if my Ray-Bans fell off my face when I was running, like that is a catastrophe. <laughs> they are so expensive. Um, you know, and the ones my dad gave me are downright, you know, vintage. I can't even replace those. So the gooders are fantastic. They don't bounce. They have a couple different size options now for like bigger faces. Um, they have different styles. So I actually have a pair now of their aviator styles, um, a two, two pairs of them. Actually, my husband has the original ones um, and their names of their colors are hilarious. So like when you're shopping the website, even if you find a pair that you're like, yes, I love this color just for fun, like look through the other colors because their names are so fun. Like I had a black ones that I think were called like a ginger soul. Um, there was one that was like iced by Yetis. Like they're just hilarious. So 
or like like party with Satan or, or something like that. So make sure you appreciate the humor when you're shopping for gooders. Um, and the best part about these is they're polarized, they're inexpensive, and they're super fun and they don't bounce. So get yourself a pair of gooders. In terms of other clothing options, I wanted to also mention socks and shoes. Um, since I'm always getting asked, what do I do to prevent blisters? Um, I will say straight up, I do get blisters like pretty bad (laughs) on my left foot. Um, I tend to have more issues on my left side, so it must have to do with just my gait and how my foot hits the ground. But basically the tops of my toes on, this is graphic, but the tops of my toes on my left foot are pretty ratchet. Um, They're pretty dead. Like if you cut them, they like kind of don't even bleed because the skin's just super dead. (laughs) Um, how many of you did I just lose? Those of you who are still with me right now are my people. So congrats <laughs> if you're still here. But um, yeah, so I mean, essentially, I don't have a great solution for blisters other than get the right kinds of socks, get the right fitting shoes. A lot of people will purchase running shoes and they're, they'll are they purchase a size that's too small. Um, your feet swell, you know, over the course of running all those miles. So it is important to, you know, consider trying on shoes at the store at the end of the day. Um or even like at the beginning of the day, if that's when you always run, but it's helpful to try on shoes if your, you know, feet are going to change throughout the day so that you're getting the right size. Um, and also using body glide. So body glide. And also what I use is, um, just a knockoff version by gold bond, which you can find at any drugstore, grocery store. It's like gold bond anti-chafe stick. It looks like a deodorant stick, just like the body glide does. Um, but just a bit more readily available. Those are absolutely key if you are an active person. Like, I don't care if you're a runner. I don't care if you like doing a different sport. You need body glide. (laughs) It is essential for preventing chafing. Um, I don't even know what I used to do before I had body glide. I probably just suffered. Um, But I will body glide all over my toes and feet, between the thighs, like, around the chest area for ladies, underarms, like anywhere that can chafe. Um, And I bring it with me to races. I bring it with me when I travel. I do it even when I'm not running. Like if you're just wearing like jean shorts in the summertime um, or something where you don't want it to chafe, absolutely key. And then the socks that I love that do help in terms of blisters, my favorites are features. Um, so it's F E E T U R E S like feet chers. And then also Belega. Um, those are my two absolute favorites. I do also run in compression socks. Um, I tend to like the pro compression compression socks. They have just like fun colors and good deals, but, um, those are kind of the three sock options that I like the most to prevent blisters and keep your feet cool by wicking away sweat. And in the winter, In the colder months, I really like to use smart wool socks. Um, I live in New Hampshire. I had a brief stint with my husband where we lived in North Carolina, and this wasn't as necessary, but I've lived most of my adult life in New England. Um, So warm socks, absolutely key um, in the winter, followed by, you know, hand and toe warmers um, to throw in your shoes to keep everything toasty warm. If you are, you know, like me and you get cold very easily and you lose feeling in your extremities very easily, it doesn't matter how many outer layers like mittens, you know, 
like warm socks, all that. It doesn't really matter how many warm layers you put on. You're you're still going to get cold because what warm layers do is they keep your body heat in. But if you don't have any body heat to begin with in your extremities, um, you're going to need an external source of heat. Enter hand and foot warmers. So good socks and body glide. And if it's cold, you need hand and feet warmers. Another thing that I really like in terms of talking about, you know, feet (laughs) and shoes. Um, I tend to run, I get asked this all the time. I personally run in Brooks shoes. Um, I rotate between the adrenalines, which is a stability shoe and the glycerins, um, which is a neutral. I'm very much in the middle of stability and neutral and in what I need. It kind of depends on what I'm working on and where I'm at with my running. Um, I recently purchased the Brooks Hypernia Tempos, and I do really also like doing speed work in those. Those have been totally awesome. Um, I've run in the launches before by Brooks as well for speed work. Those are a great shoe. And then I will also rotate in Hoka Clifton's. Um, I get asked this all the time, like, how do you switch from like a high drop shoe to like a zero drop shoe when I'm talking about drop. I'm talking about the heel to toe. Like, do you, are you wearing more of like a higher heel shoe or are you wearing a shoe that's very much flat? Um, I like to incorporate both. My body stays pretty happy when I incorporate both and I have made the transition gradually. So I can kind of go back and forth between both successfully without having too many calf or ankle issues. Um, I just really like the cushiness of the Hoka Clifton's and the Brooks Glycerins since I do run mostly longer distances um, to do most of my mileage. That's what I'm using. But again, you really want to get assessed by someone at a running store or someone, you know, who's a physical therapist or someone who knows what they're doing when they're looking at your running gate and assessing what shoe is going to be right for you. But we do also know that research basically shows if a shoe feels good on your foot, you're less likely to get injured in it. So at the end of the day, you know, if you're like, oh, you know, Holly wears Hoka Clifton's, let me try on Hoka Clifton's. But if you absolutely hate the way they feel on your foot, then don't run in them. <laughs> um, I felt that way about many other shoes. For example, I probably will never run in a carbon plated shoe because I think they're terrible when I put them on my feet. And I'm there's just no way I'm running a marathon in those. Even if there's maybe minor speed gains to be have, I truly don't believe I would actually have them if they're so uncomfortable that I don't like wearing them. So that's kind of my spiel on shoes, but I did want to drop what I like to run in just in case anyone's looking for a different like cushy or everyday trainer or like the tempo shoe. Um, and in terms of, you know, recovery devices, um, and just other data gadgets, um, I'm currently wearing and using the Coros watch, um, the Coros watch by Coros global, which you've probably heard. They've sponsored a lot of other episodes on my podcast. Um, they did send me the watch, you know, they were curious about my, um, insight and if I liked it or not. So I did get the watch for free. Um, you know, I will just totally disclose that. Um, and they sponsor podcast episodes, of course. So I did like the watch a lot. I don't work with companies if I don't like their product. Um, and I totally love this watch. Now, I told them, I was like, you know, I'm not really in the market for a watch. Like I'm an avid Garmin user. I've had the same Garmin for my entire running career, the Garmin Forerunner 220. So a very, very old, old basic Garmin. And I'm like, and it works and I like it and I'm simple and I only wear it when I'm running. I don't really have any interest in like an Apple watch or having anything that gives me too much data because I can be someone personally who is more data disordered and not data driven. Um, You know, I kind of take it and 
think about it way, way, way too much in a way that's not helpful. So I was like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you can send it to me if you want to. I'll, I'll give it a shot. So they sent me the watch, which was actually amazing timing because my Garmin died. <laughs> um, when they sent me the watch, it was starting to malfunction a lot. And I was like, all right, you know, this thing's six years old. So I guess that's good timing. Um, and I absolutely love it. I totally love the Coros watch. The interface is like really pretty. It's a pretty watch. Um, it does actually tell time and the battery life is insane. Um, I think I charge it once every three weeks. Like it's incredible. Um, and I mean, there's just nothing that compares to that in, in other watches. And what I like about the Coros watch is it is very, very simple. Um, it's very simple to use. There are a lot of like tricks and things you can do with it, but you don't have to, um, you know, you only basically have access to as much data as you want to have access to. So I absolutely love it. I've, I've really enjoyed switching it. It's a lot more comfortable on my wrist. So I actually do wear it around. And the interface that I see all the time is just a watch. My phone's not connected to it. Nothing like that. Um, you know, so I'm not getting like texts or anything, which I definitely didn't want that on my wrist all the time. Um, so I totally love it. So that's the watch that I currently use. Um, I've also never had a problem with Garmin. So they're both really great. In terms of recovery devices, um, my absolute like favorite recovery tool that I own, and you guys, I own <laughs> a lot of recovery tools. If you're not a runner and you come to my house, you're probably like, what are all these weird little torture device looking things lying around their house? Like <laughs> what's wrong with them? Um, but my favorite tool is my trigger pin. So my trigger pin is like a foam roller kind of combined with a lacrosse ball. So it has like two ball like features in it, it as a foam roller. So it can kind of cradle like your calf, your spine. Um, it cradles parts of the body so that it can protect joints and bones without just mashing muscles into them. And it can also get a lot deeper into certain points because of like the ball like features and trigger pins a New Hampshire based company. So I love supporting that as well. Um, that's a really great product. I'll try and link to that as well. Um, I also have like a at home Theragun, um, which my husband bought for me for my birthday. We were traveling and my back hurt. <laughs> He's the best. Um, I pretty much swore that I would never buy a Theragun because I didn't know if I could trust myself to use it in a responsible way. I was worried that I would be one of those people where if anything hurt at all, I would just Theragun, you know, the crap out of it <laughs> and expect it to get better. And I know from my training background that that's not the right approach. And I was like, I really don't know if I can trust myself to have one of those in my home. You know, maybe I'll just trust my PT or chiropractor to use it on me when I absolutely need it in a way that is safe. Um, but my husband just skipped right over that and got me one. And it's pretty amazing. I won't lie. And I don't abuse it. Um, I actually forget about it sometimes because I think it just helps so much to use it every once in a while that things don't hurt as often. Um, so I do have one of those, the um, cheapest and least expensive one that you can just use at home. And it works amazing. Um, we have friends living with us right now as well, and they both take turns using it. Um, it'll go missing from my house often, which is really funny. It's like the community Theragun. Um, I also have a lacrosse ball, a regular foam roller, um, a roll recovery, which is kind of like the thing where 
it looks like two rollerblades, um, like wheel type devices facing each other in like almost a vice like grip, which sounds like it hurts. That's because it kind of does, but it really helps for tight, um, tight calves, especially. And again, kind of getting into the quads and hamstrings. Got one of those. <laughs> um, a lot of different devices here. So my favorite, because it's easy um, to bring and kind of have everything all in one is my trigger pin. So if you have to buy one recovery tool to kind of just help you, you know, get extra blood flow into your muscles um, and work at that, you know, myofascial release. Um, I do recommend trigger pin if you're going to put your money somewhere. Now let's get to the moment we've all been waiting for, which is what fuel I use and recommend. So, so many different things for different people. Um, I'm just going to talk today about what I personally use because that's what the rest of this episode has been so far. And again, this is not sponsored in any way, but my favorite like sports nutrition products that I use, I use Huma gels um, for running. I've used, you know, so many different things. They've used Sour Patch Kids, Martin gels, um, goose, honey stingers, different chews. Um, I've used a lot of different fuels and I just always go back to Huma gels. I really like them. They are like a pureed fruit and chia seed and brown rice syrup product. They have a mix of glucose and fructose in them, which does help with them digesting um, in a way that's pretty easy on the stomach. And also you get more bang from your buck from a carbohydrate standpoint. And they're made from semi-real food, which let's face it, I'm a dietitian. I like that. <laughs> um, easy on the stomach. They do contain some electrolytes, um, and some of them do have caffeine in them as well. My favorite ones to use are the raspberry, which tastes like raspberry jam. It's just period raspberries. It's absolutely delicious. Um, and I use the strawberry lemonade and the pomegranate berry ones for my marathons because they do have extra electrolytes in them. Um, so I absolutely love Huma gels. I've been using them for three years now um, and probably won't change unless I find something better, <laughs> which I don't know if I will. Tried a lot of different things, guys. Um, for my electrolytes, I'm old school. I use the Gatorade Endurance that's on the course because that's usually what's on the course. <laughs> um, so that's something that I'm very comfortable using. I know I tolerate super well. I can count on it at the aid stations. Again, there's going to be some electrolytes in the Huma gels that I use, um, which I personally choose to take every 40 to 50 minutes. Um, and then I kind of alternate aid stations. I'll take plain water and then I'll take Gatorade and then I'll kind of alternate back and forth. And I always take the plain water when I'm taking the Huma gel and not the Gatorade. I've also used Scratch Labs, Hydrant and Liquid IV and also Salt Sticks. Um, I really like using all of those too. I probably use the Salt Sticks the most during my training runs just because I don't have aid station set up, um, around New Hampshire with Gatorade at them. Um, so I choose to use the salt sticks because they kind of are similar to me as the Gatorade in terms of their flavor. And they're just really easy to take. Um, I like the chewable ones, but you can also get the unflavored ones that you just swallow. You just have to make sure you're good at swallowing a salt pill, um, you know, on the run. That's definitely a technique issue that I have, but I think it's easier to chew. Um, the liquid IV scratch and hydrant are electrolytes that I pretty much use when I'm just like working, recovering from a run at a desk. I typically don't use those personally while I'm running. Um, but they are all tasty and I like having those as an extra source of electrolytes if needed. 
Um, I also use Ucan energy powder. Again, I don't use this really during my runs because I don't like carrying an extra source of liquid. I just like carrying plain water in my handheld, but Ucan energy powder specifically, I really like the Cran Raz and I also really like their bars, um, especially their chocolate peanut butter one. I use those pre-run. Um, so I always use Ucan energy powder, um, the Cran Raz, you know, on top of my breakfast before like a speed workout or a long run. Um, I've been using it more religiously um, for the past year in my training and I notice a huge difference I feel like I can get into a flow state a lot better, especially if I'm doing like a longer speed workout, like a tempo run or longer intervals. And it's really, it's just really effective. It's, I tolerate it well. Um, it tastes, you know, okay. I don't think any of sport, any sports nutrition products are like amazing. Um, but from a function standpoint, I think it's absolutely awesome and it tastes, you know, pretty good. Um, and then as far as what I use often, after my workouts, I use Momentous um, Recovery Protein Powder. I absolutely love it. I do actually like the taste of this. I think it's the only protein powder, um, aside from maybe one other from Young Living, um, that I actually really enjoy the taste of. Um, again, I feel like protein powder is one of those functional foods that serves a purpose and it's not necessarily because you enjoy it. <laughs> um, but I truly like the way momentous tastes and it tastes like chocolate milk and their vanilla one is also the best vanilla that I've ever tried. Um, and it's the only one I can actually just have with water if I need to, but I prefer to put it with milk or almond milk, depending on what I'm going for. Um, so that's something that I highly recommend. It's informed choice and NSF certified. So what they say is in the ingredients list is actually in the ingredients list, which seems like a low standard, but that's where we're at in this country since things like supplements aren't regulated by the FDA. So it's important to look for those, um, seals, you know, especially if you're a competitive athlete or just concerned about the quality of a product and it's cold processed, um, whey protein. So it is a little bit easier to digest if you have any issues with protein. Um, so that's kind of what I got for you guys. So I've got some sports nutrition product recommendations, some different gear recommendations. Again, thank you so much Koala Clip for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and for making such a fantastic product so that we can keep our phones on us in a way that's comfortable and we can stay safe on the run. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, I'll link to some of these in the show notes and link um, to Koala Clip with my Fit Cookie 10 discount code for 10% off. And until next time, happy running. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.